Welcome to Yella Mensa, exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Yella Mensa is a ministry of Isvambano Center for Biblical Justice. Uh, I'm your host, David Kluter, and with me in studio is my man, mm-hmm. John Skierpers. Hey, everybody. Guys, today we're going to talk about incarnational ministries and justice. Ooh. To help us to get into the subject, we have a special guest in the studio. He's another one of my Mensa. He's also one of Yellow Mensa. Um, hey, Grant hey, Borthen. Okay, okay. Mensa, so what's going on? Okay, There's also Mensa. I said everybody. I said the whole your people at oh, the end. Okay, well, Not the fact that he's part of my people. No, it's I fine. In, in, no. Introduce your people then. <laughs> introduce your people. Yeah. He's a Christian, so he's our people. Mm. Christian, so he's our oh, okay, people. Okay, now he's our okay, people. Okay, Grant. Grant is from uh, Jubilee Community Church. Uh, listen, before I'm going to get into introducing your grant, introducing himself to you guys, I have a very, very special announcement to make. On the 4th of April, we're going to have, as Isamambana, we're going to have a vision night at Common Ground Church. 4th of April, mm-hmm. vision night at Common Ground Church. Don't mess we up. would like to have all of you guys yeah. there. So book the date, mm-hmm. or as many of you, book the date, be there, come celebrate with us what God has been doing this Absolutely. past year within the ministry. Uh, some incredible stories will be yeah. shared, uh, testimonies, uh, and so come here about the exciting new vision that we have for the ministry, as well as uh, how it's expanding and growing. Yeah. More details will come, of course, uh, later. You can please, please check out on our on our platforms we'll be yeah. sharing information over there we, we're trying to be we, we, we're getting into this issue of incarnational ministries incarnational ministries before we get there grant our guest mm. please introduce uh, yourself to our listeners um, uh, your background your faith journey and what you're currently doing yeah hi everyone hey bro um, yellow mensa yeah uh, name is grant porthen i mm-hmm. am married uh, to an amazing woman that goes by the name of Steph, Stephanie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a, a, a daughter. Sure. Her name is Mercy. She's 18 months. Oh, 19 months. She just turned 19 months a couple right. of days ago. All right. And I have another baby on the way. What? Sure. Yeah. What? Yeah. This big reveal? Yeah, yeah I didn't know reveal. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo. Sure. Stay tuned to Yellow Mansa. So the big reveals come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations bro. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I, I'm originally from a place called Athlone mm-hmm. mm. uh, on the Cape Flats. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I serve on, on, on a team at Jubilee. Uh, my wife and I, we oversee one of the ministries there mm-hmm. uh, called Eden, uh, which mm-hmm. is a missional community that has uh, chosen to, to, to stay in the Salt River area uh, for, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to live intentionally in that space. I'm a Manchester United fan. Ish, Yeah, where are you on the table again? Um, I'm just gonna ask. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I just want to check it. We 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 here for a different conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just exactly, I'm just, I'm just, just shaming. Yeah, this is a Liverpool, this is a Liverpool podcast. This is a Liverpool podcast. Okay, just to get this clear, you likely were invited. You people, yeah, yeah. Remember to talk about your elements. So let's get into our discussion today. Yeah, um, Grant. What exactly is incarnation mm. ministries? Big words. And why is it so important? At the heart of incarnation, the uh, 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 incarnation ministries, it actually comes from from um, a key verse um, in John uh, mm-hmm. chapter one, verse fourteen, which where it says, "The Word became flesh wow. and dwelled among us." Mm-hmm. Um, other translations, message translation, would speak about the Word became flesh and 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 stepped into the neighborhood. 
Mm. And wow, we moved like or moved into the neighborhood. Yeah, I like it. Wow. And um, yeah. and and so uh, and that's what Jesus does. Jesus, uh, being God, steps into the hood, uh, yeah. with with a purpose, with a mission, uh, to save us, to rescue us uh, from our sin, and mm. ultimately um, the incarnation climax at uh, at the cross. Yeah. Um, and and um, and so what uh, it is in a sense is echoing echoing that. Uh, mm-hmm. We we can't fulfill the incarnation mm-hmm. uh, be, because we we're not Jesus, uh, but we can't echo something of um, that downward mobility. But also, part of the incarnation is also um, in, uh, John again in one John chapter two verse six. He speaks about um, whoever claims to uh, live in Him must walk as He did. Right. Yeah. Um, living incarnationally is living the way Jesus did. And I think the the scriptures, if you look at the gospels, it, it gives us such an amazing picture of the way Jesus lived. Yeah. Um, and so the atonement gets us um, in a relationship with Jesus. Right. Uh, but Jesus does give us the model to to follow as well. Jesus actually shows us what how to live as a as a as a human being. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I like it. I, I read um, something um, in in this book called The Forgotten Ways by Eleanor. She mm. speaks of uh, something called embodiment and transmission. Okay. Um, and uh, the thought behind it is that um, um, as believers, we ought to embody truth, right. live it out, yeah. right. as we embody it, and then that trans- transmits uh, truth, information. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so um, so I, I, I feel sometimes we uh, are a bit weak in the church or we, we need to strengthen ourselves at least is... Uh, um, is we we often hear the word we hear truth, right. but we don't embody it. Sure, you know you yeah. you, you can kind of sure. receive information cognitively, right. um, but uh, and we got there's a lot of theory happening, yeah, a lot yeah. of information, yeah. and we can kind of leave there and just say, okay, we don't actually have to live that way, way. though. But um, can you give us an example? Like I mean, it's, it's I don't jump in this. Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so example when when Jesus. And I look at Jesus, and um, and and I think about the story of the leper. Right. Um. Uh. Here's a here's a guy on the outside of society. Right. Um. Uh, shouting unclean, unclean. Nobody wants to touch him. Right. Uh, nobody wants to move towards him. Right. Uh. Um. But Jesus does something crazy. He moves towards this guy. He sure. moves yeah. towards that person, which, and and. And uh, and so what I read when I read that I see um, I see Jesus having compassion on someone. Sure. I see some, Jesus moving towards someone that that nobody else wanted to. Sure. Um, yeah. I see Jesus and I, I see Jesus willing to touch that person. So Jesus Ooh. gets personal as well. Yeah. And so Jesus right up. often doesn't he doesn't do things at a, from a distance. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, uh, he, he he loves getting personal and intimate, and. Um, and for us, that becomes really, really challenging. I feel mm-hmm. sometimes as as the church, we um, we 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 love doing things from a distance. Yeah. Sure. And I think that the heart of, of of the incarnation or incarnational ministry is about getting close, yeah, being present and getting close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also about powerlessness. Yes. The, wow. That speaks more of the the posture in getting close, um, in in humility, but also as another. Uh, element to it um, it's proclamation because mm. as we get close we we want to we want to embody the word and transmit truth but right. we want to 
Tell yeah. people, yo, this is about the king. This is about so, King Jesus, yeah? Like when you're saying uh, it's, about, it's about presence, it's about going, yeah. um, it's about getting close and, and like getting personal yeah. towards Jews. I mean, we do get personal in the church. Like we've yeah. got our fellowship groups mm-hmm. and our small group Bible studies. And I mean, is that what you're talking about? Or like, what, what do you mean by getting personal, getting close and like embodying Jesus in that? Look, it's easy for us to get. I, I could get really close to you guys. We we are very similar. So right. um, John, you're white, but that's cool. We like we like we connect because yeah. maybe... Same economic standing, right. like it's easy. It's easy. We have okay. the same lingo, sure. Um, um, but to get close and personal with someone that's not like me, right? Or, sure. Or, or that that's something different completely. And so it's easy. I think the true true test of that always comes when we're doing that with someone that's not like us. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Where there's an element of discomfort. Is there a place for that word justice? And how it relates to race relations within the church mm. uh, tied to this concept of incarnational okay. ministries. Okay. Is, is there any relationship? Yeah, I, I think there's a big relationship, <laughs> particularly yeah. in our context. Yeah. Um, so Cape Town is, is an um, interesting place. And it can be quite, quite a bit. I think the more and more mm. time I've actually um, spent thinking about the place that we are living in, yeah, um, and that's quite interesting. I, I don't, I don't know if we've, 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 we've thought, um, uh, about, given, given it enough thought, the, the contextualization right. in terms of yeah. where we are at and what's happening, mm. There. Mm. Um, and and so maybe as a church we need to do some some work there, you know, um, yeah. um, thinking about spatial injustice, thinking about where resources are. Are and where resources are not. Right. Yeah. Um, thinking about, I'm from the Cape Flats, and so um, churches there and ministry on the Cape Flats is uh, it's tough. It's hard. I mean, there's there's yep. there's, there's no resources. Um. Uh. To the, uh, I mean, guys, uh, pastors are uh, have to. Uh, I have a friend. Give you an example. I have a friend who, who pastors a church. Actually, planted two churches. He sells fish. On the side, yeah. wow. um, he has a family. He has a, and I mean, he's he's not complaining. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. It's normal. Um, it's not. It's there's a norm there, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, but you can see the the anxiety. You can see mm. the the stress. Yeah. You can sure. see the the pressures that come with all of that. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas, I think people on the other side, um, where that live a bit closer to the mountain, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. where there's where there's abundance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the people in ministry they. They get to do this full time. They get to put all the energies there because they yeah. have the resources, they have the funding, they have the yeah. backing. How does that relate to to the incarnational ministry? I, on the on the Cape Flats, at least, and township areas, um, I always think about the story of the Good Samaritan. Right. Yeah. Like we live in a context where um, our communities, these tough neighborhoods, yeah. um, um, have been beaten down beaten down, left there for, for dead. Sure. Um, and many, many ways, I feel like there's parallels um, uh, in terms of where we, we, where we are at. Um, wow. People have been beaten down. Yeah. Uh, the church that side is beaten down, but they're moving on. They're, they're alive. Yeah. Um, they, they're pressing on. And, uh, and, and, and so, so interesting in the, in, in the story of the Good Samaritan, the, the first two guys, they actually walk on the other side. The text actually shows twice they walked on the other side. They crossed the road. Yeah, they walked on the other yeah. side. When I think about mm. um, 
the church with at least in our context. I mean, I want to be careful about speaking about the bride of Christ because, um, sure. but, uh, and so I, I say this also with like in the nicest way or in, in the, by no means that's, do I try to like bring the church down or anything, but what we do, the reality is within our context is, is that um, in the same way, those two guys in the Samaritan have walked on the other side. Um, they had the opportunity to care and move towards. Right. They chose to walk on the other side. Okay. Yes. And so the church, in a sense, I feel at least in outside. Cape Town, we've just walked on the other side. Uh, let's just pretend that um, that that um, these communities that have been beaten down from the past, yeah. um, they don't exist. Let's just pretend like they. I mean, it's easy to live. Sure. Uh, it's easy to live uh, uh, yeah. in in places of privilege right. as well, and it's just a completely different world, the, you know. Crime. Well, hold up there, because let let me let me be the church on the other side. Yeah. Let me be a voice for them, because yeah. here, I mean, look at how Cape Town is set up. Yeah, yeah. Literally, we are there, and we're just trying to do church best we can yeah. and love the neighborhoods that yeah. we can right. in the suburbs that we are. Unfortunately, as a consequence of apartheid and the spatial injustices that happened. We are located where we are located. Mm. I don't know what it means like to be on the Cape Flats. What is it? And, mm. it? and it scares me at times. Yeah. And it's not that I'm maybe thinking intentionally I'm walking on the other side. I'm yeah. just trying to love the Lord with the people that I feel needs this gospel on this side of the road. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 and now the Samaritan story, there's a whole lot of racial issues going on. Yeah. There. As well. Yeah. There's a whole lot yeah. of racial issues. Yeah. And maybe we need to say to the church walking on the other side, are there those things in your heart right. yeah. that, are, that, is, that, is, that is making you say, I'm just going to send a check over? Yeah. If you even do send yeah. a check over. Always send Grant. Yeah. Always send David. Yep. Yeah. What, is, what, is, what would you say to those guys to start moving towards that side of the yeah. road? And how would that look like for the church? Not just... But in the way that Jesus does it, not just sending, you know, a paycheck, not yeah. just sending a a, a once-off team over the yeah. June holiday for two weeks and then yeah. be out again. What would that look like? Can, before going, yeah. can I just jump in and say, is I think the, the I love your analogy of the other side, and I think it's great. And we always yeah. just got to remember, and you, you hinted at it, that the other side it's a reality, but yeah. it's also it's a social engineered yeah. reality, and yeah. the other side is. There are there are real physical borders yeah. of mm-hmm. railway lines yeah. and roads, and those have been enforced by fear yeah. um, of each other. You know, sure. Um, whether and that's there's multiple levels of fear, uh, multiple levels of alienation, of othering, of yellow mentoring. It's happening all over the place, and the church has been part of it. Yeah, we. I mean, you go to a you go to a Hedefeld and you go into a church. What kind of people are you likely to see in that yeah. church? I mean, not even likely, you will. And we can say we, we were part of that. We've been a part of that separation. Yeah. Let's, let's be aware of all of the structural things. Let's be aware that it's not yeah. a mistake. Uh, the third, uh, the Samaritan that walks towards uh, the, the guy that's beaten up, mm. he, um, he, he moves towards um, brokenness. Mm. He moves towards to restore. And it's so, so, so fascinating because when you... You see the way he restored as well, man. Yeah. It cost him something. It yes. cost him time. It cost him money. Mm. It cost him. There, there was a process there of mm. uh, restoration. And there was genuine, yeah. mm. genuine care, you know. And so, um, and and so, I feel like, as the church, particularly within our context, uh, we would do well to, I think, to think 
about ways that we can draw close yeah. to people on the other side. And like you said, there, there yeah. are real uh, boundaries, the there barriers, are real yeah. barriers as well, and they, yeah. they exist. Um, but the gospel was always meant to cross those barriers. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, in fact, like... Um, it's the word uh, incarnation, isn't it? Yeah. In one sense. Crossing barriers, yeah. moving, moving, yeah. Move, move, moving to the other side, moving across. Mm. And um, Jesus moves to, mm. he's, he moves to Samaria. He's like, yeah. he's like all he over the place. He all sorts of boundaries. He's, he's crossing all, and then he tells the disciples to, um, when he commissions them to cross boundaries, as it were the gospel, when they are moving across um, racial boundaries yeah. and lines, um, stuff. The, the yes. prejudices are popping yes. up and everything's popped up. Yep. And so yep. now it becomes really, really scary. Like, yeah. like yep. Peter's confronted with his, his own, own stuff. stuff. Exactly. And, sure. And so, and so, good, so, yeah. so what, so what uh, was hidden before comes now alive comes now, you know? And wow. so, because you, 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 you've, you've gone there and not just stayed on the side and thinking that your prayers, which we wow. don't want to dismiss, thinking that you're, you're sending money yeah. sometimes, yeah. Uh, sending only, you know, we partnering with a church yeah. out there. We once a year there, two weeks. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But they come to us. They come yeah. to uh, give us. Report. And it brings it out when you yeah. actually there. Yeah, yeah. It brings it out. Would you say for, that sustained, for, for sustained period, sustained periods of time yeah. Yeah. where you're able to go? But they they're eating wrong. They're yeah. doing this wrong. They. Talking wrong, yeah, behaving yeah. wrong or yeah. rudely, that forces your your stuff to be yeah. dealt with. Um, because we gravitate towards our comfort, um, that actually stops us from um, hinders the process of sanctification. Right. We yep. uh, we very very comfortable, and it's possible to, to when we when we're living in our comfort to think that we have got it all together. <laughs> Me moving across from the Cape Flats to uh, to to to. To the other side, to privilege at <laughs> yeah, least, yeah. or to uh, where I've I've met some white friends as as definitely showed some stuff right within me as well, right? You know, um, um, where where that I've had to interrogate, yeah, um, and and think through and work through and mm-hmm. so so I'm, but I mean it works yeah. it works both ways, yeah, sure, yeah. It, it works both, both ways, it work, yep. works both ways, and and I believe when people move across. Um, um, those racial boundaries they'll, You'll see some stuff about yourself Doesn't incarnation ministries have the potential To feed into the whole concept of White savior People do come with that white savior mentality When they give You know uh, Critique into um, um, uh, Into into the black Or the colored church And their opinions and Or they come in into the context With, with what is needed here Yeah yeah so, so okay, I, I want to yeah. strengthen that because you, I think you're being far yeah. too nice and, here. And, you, and you're white. So yeah, you no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to strengthen this. Because I just <laughs> now, think, what does your people do? Yeah. Yeah. No, look yeah. at you. You asked me to ask a question of your this own is white what, person. This is what we do. And I, think, and I think it is. And I think it's a particular issue with white people because we have power, because we've been trained under apartheid government to think that we have the answers, because we are inculcated with a white supremacist attitude. Then very often in the church, we haven't effectively dealt with. So yeah. I'm not saying it's a, it's it, you know the, the gospel can't trump it, but I think very often we haven't looked at that. So then we think about it, we get a, a passion, we see the the struggles on the K flats, we see the struggles of church on the K flats or the townships. So we say we need to do something about it. So we get excited about it. We say we we need to go uh, and do ministry there, but we never consult the people there. Sure. We never really get to know the people. From an outsider, you look at it and you see all the problems, you see all the social issues, you see all the poverty, you're going, man, they need help. But then so you go and say, we're going to go plant a church there. But actually, there's parts of the church that are alive and well. 
Yeah. So there's a difference between going and saying, we know what you need. Yeah. We're going to go in there. And that's, yeah. and I've seen a lot of church stuff where they talk like it. You know, there's no good, there's very few Bible teaching churches on the Cape Flats. Yeah. There's no good gospel churches on the Cape Flats. We're yeah. going to go and plant a church there. Yeah. And so it's good intentions, yeah. good motives. At least they're not saying, hey, we're just going to stay here and throw stones. Yeah. We're going to go there. But there's, there's a failure to recognize people made in the image of so God. I realize yeah. I'm answering the question now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I wasn't planning to answer. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's valuing the people there and yeah. valuing their, their leadership, yeah. valuing their, yeah. their input and, and importance and role within. Yeah. Well, they're within, the experts. Yeah. They're the experts. Yeah. Like, what do I know? Like, yeah. there are... Like if I go to I'm doing community, like if I go to Bonteville, I don't know it very well. Yeah. Mm. I go to community like Bonteville. I can tell you five year old yeah. kids know Bonteville better than me. Yeah. They know where you don't go, they know who you don't speak to, they know where the dangerous yeah. areas are, they know where the good areas, they know where to buy the best stuff yeah. is. They know all that stuff. Me, I know nothing. Yeah. So yeah. where I'm coming in is now I know I've got the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like um or I've I've seen it around in, in particular pockets as well where um it's possible to to move into a yes. neighborhood yeah. like that. And, um, but it's possible to, to move in there without, again, contextualizing, without listening, um, wow. without doing the, yeah, cause, the cause, hard work. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that, engaging, that, yeah, engaging people and learning and, and listening. And yeah, you could just, uh, if you, if you step into the, if you step into these communities and if, if anyone is dreaming of doing stuff, yeah. there, um, I think a key principle is to, to go slow yeah. To listen. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's really adopting the uh, posture of powerlessness. Of yeah. Humility, I love that you said it. Yeah. Uh, because, like, I, I think within white culture or being mm-hmm. white or privileged, uh, because you have the power, you can go in there and just think that you can change everything. Exactly. And, and what, what happens is you don't actually um, join mm-hmm. the process that's happening there and don't. You, you you end up not honoring people that are in the community. Yeah. Um, and you, you could even, so you, you could even assume, so, so, and I've seen it that people do stuff, like if, if you wanted to do something in Claremont, yeah, you wouldn't have to consider your neighbors. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah, like, it's good. People, they live on an island. Like you just do your they thing. They don't even know you. Yeah. You don't need to know them. Yeah, um, exactly. Within our communities though, yeah. um, <laughs> the minute you move in, everybody's talking and everybody's even, you know, before a buzz. You, when you move into my community, you move into my house. That's that's <laughs> that's for real. That's that's yeah. how it works, yeah. you know. Yes. And so if yes. you if you moved in here, yeah. you uh, uh, without saying hello, <laughs> it's like is it this like, 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 like isn't that isn't that a form? I'm just saying, isn't that just like a perpetuation in a much smaller scale yeah. of the uh, of colonialism? It's yeah. that same thing. It's like. We're coming in here. We're not getting to know yeah. you. We're coming here. We're being ourselves. We're taking this house. Yeah. Plus, who did this house belong to beforehand? Yeah. Like, it's all those questions. Yeah. And like you were, like you were saying, like, or you were saying earlier yeah. before we started, like, they know this person from that one. They know who lived yeah. there and whose daughter's there and where yeah. they went to and who they're married to. And you're coming in here and you're not even, yeah. mm-hmm. you're not opening your home. You're living. Yeah. Like it's, and and yeah. I, I think the, like, there are genuine people trying to do genuine Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. But the assumption is is that what works for us is going to work for you. And and so um, you end up bulldozing people within the, these communities. Um, and you end up not um, um, treating them as image bearers and as equals as well. Yeah. And really valuing their, their way of thinking. Uh, it's quite interesting because... Um, uh, we've just moved into a house in Salt River, um, where uh, we've 
uh, journeyed with a, with a group of young women uh, between the age of 18 and 25. Right. So we started this house and uh, what we really wanted to do there uh, uh, was to provide a space for these women that to, to, to flourish, you know. They yeah. stay in extremely mm. abusive uh, conditions and we just thought, man, this would be a, a great step to, to, right. love, to love them. So interesting though, that as we've lived within that space together, right. we're starting to realize, oh, okay, like, here's the interesting thing. We work at a budget, for right. example. We, we worked at a budget, a monthly budget for food, um, yeah. of the running costs. Uh, budget came to something like 7K. Yeah. Uh, this is for three women. <laughs> like, right. three sure. women. Uh, two ended up moving there. Um, but uh, the crazy thing, though, is that uh, we've actually... Um, we've we've built that budget around the way we live, you know? expectations. Our expectations, yeah. and what we eat, yeah. wow. and our, the way we cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we've actually learned. This now, is you and your wife now. No, this is just our, the team. Just the team. The team. Yeah, okay. yeah. But okay. and so what we've actually realized. Oh, okay. Whoa. Like, like these women, they've cooked for themselves, and they have their own menu, and, and they know what to do, and they know what to. But in, they, we've actually learned from them. Because wow. they are incredible, they really yeah. resourceful, and so the yeah. budget in terms of food, uh, man, it's it's more than about half of that, right? You know, half of that. Sure. So there's something that we actually learning from them. I oh, mean, right. so maybe, so maybe, maybe in our privilege, we haven't even been good stewards. Yeah, through making me think of my mana raising us with yeah. three thousand rand, Come like on. four or five children. Exactly, and it's, we manage exactly. There's something. There's an asset there. You sure, know? there's an asset there, and so, 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 so we've learned loads through that experience, and and, and so what the learning there was that it's possible wow. for us to come in there. Wow, that's, mm. that's that's a and, um, that's beautiful. And 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 impose like our way of life. Yes, and that could actually squash them and then squash the asset that that actually exists within them. You know, and it also so, says you must become like us. And, yeah, and I mean that's I think that's where where, where justice has yes. been helpful. Yeah, in this mm. um, incarnational living mm. and, and process because. Yeah. It has interrogated uh, um, or help us be a, a more aware of the power dynamics that yes. are in play. So yeah. who has power within the home? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so one of the other things within our house as well as um, in our home is like the, those women are actually our housemates. Um, uh, and so the, the, the language so changes. Not, so not projects. They're not, they're not pro- they are housemates. Yes. So we say, uh, when I, when we, the way we speak about right. them are they are housemates. And so even when we're drawing the expectations and around yeah. the rhythms of the house, <laughs> yeah. these yeah. expectations are for all of us, oh, not yeah. for you alone, you know? Yeah. And so this all is, right. this is the way. So you have to be held to it. We are held to oh, it as well. Yeah. So, wow. so, so this doesn't become an us and them thing. And that's been incredible. I think just, um, just in terms of the learning process of that, and 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 can I can I jump in because like you're kind of touching on something that I, I actually want to say earlier that mm-hmm. I was thinking with justice in South Africa and has been kept so apart, and the problem is we don't know each other, yeah, and so we don't know each other in the churches, and I think that informs our theology as well, yeah. So it's, so the interesting thing for me always has been like when we want to talk about issues of justice, of liberation, of caring for the poor and stuff, the most kickback that comes is generally from the white or the wealthy churches. Yeah. And there's a reason for this because these are not pressing issues. Yeah. Liberation. Uh, that's not like, you need to be liberated from poverty. We need to, you know, Jesus came to feed the hungry. That's why, that's not yeah. good news yeah. for me. 
Yeah. I, I, I've never yeah. been hungry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, except for like, you know, maybe, oh, I can't wait to get home yeah. to eat a sandwich. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I've never known what it's like to go to bed with no food and it's probably not going to be food tomorrow. Yeah. So you ignore those scriptures yeah. in the Bible. Sure. You come to the Bible from a, from a proximity or, yeah. or from someone who is poor, from someone who has experienced marginalization yeah. Yeah. or oppression. You're reading those scriptures in the Bible. You, you're very slow to start to... Yeah. To spiritualize them. Yeah. yeah. You know, we spiritualize yeah. it's spiritual hunger, right? Yeah. That's you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. that's yep. all very well because I'm actually hungry. I, I, I want Jesus, but I'm also hungry. We do our justice theology, maybe yeah. from a distance. Yep. I think does our theology start to change wow. when we're in a proximity to the poor? I think it would be easy to live justly if we were if we stayed um in our comfort, if we never moved across. And and something you said once um, which stuck Stuck to me. I hope it's yours. Um, sure. um, I'll take it if it's good. It's, it's, if it's, it's not, it's quite it's good. It's quite good. <laughs> um, our, um, uh, our faith always has a postal code. So, I mean, where does our faith take us? Um, our, our faith has to take us to, to, to people on the outside. The, the journey of faith has always been um, uh, has always been one of discomfort. I mean, even when you interrogate like um, uh, Philippians 2, yeah. where it says, uh, I think the NIV translation speaks about Jesus and his example. He says, being the very nature of God, didn't use what he had for his own advantage. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, Jesus, the one who has all the power, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't use that power for his own advantage. Mm. Well, in our, in our context, and then, yeah. we, then we are called to, um, to to follow that that model, to follow that example. So, what what are we doing with our power? Yeah. Are, are we are we using it for? And who does he lay it down for? Yeah. He doesn't lay it down for other godlike figures or people like him. It's people profoundly different to him, profoundly weaker than him, profoundly powerless. And actually, I was like saying, people profoundly undeserving. Yeah. 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 So don't even bring that argument in. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're not with Jesus. Yeah. So there we go. Can I ask a real, like, pointed question in terms of how does this look like for a guy who says, I am not going to move into. Gooks, I'm not going to move into Lavender Hill or Athlon. Yeah. What does incarnational ministries look for me, the congregation member in a white church? What does that look like for me? Would you maybe give an example of what that may look like? So I think it's impossible to do, uh, to do ministry or to be on mission in our context without engaging the other side. Yeah. It's impossible. Like we're living in a time where, yeah. like, like, man, if, if, if intentional steps were taken to to segregate us, which is highly anti-gospel, yeah, um, then I believe a gospel imperative is to move towards, Amen. you know, particularly in Cape Town. Yes. Particularly in Cape Town. And so um, as believers, white, colored, black, we have to think through what does this uh, mean for me? What does, what does it mean to follow Jesus within this context? Yeah. Um, and for some, for some, um, it will mean moving into these places. So I don't believe that everybody has right, to yeah. move there. Yeah. I do. Mm. I do believe that people have multiple uh, roles mm. in building an integrated um, yeah. society yeah. or integrated church, even for that for mm-hmm. that matter. Yeah. People have different roles, and so for some, uh, might mean that you have to move into that space, and you do that with yeah with joy. So so for some it will move there. For some. It will mean platforms like this mm. to 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 start um, yep. uh, provoking thought around these mm. things, mm-hmm. um, uh, mobilizing people, and so that the, the truth is like 
um, resources are needed yeah. <laughs> on that side. Yeah. Uh, every person would have to think about what this means yeah. for them. But I, have a, I have a friend in Yanga, for example. Um, he's, uh, he's doing some stuff there and phenomenal work there. And in his culture, like, just think about how tough this is because he, he has to move out to be seen as, as, as making it. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've even been told yeah. to my face, like, David made it. Yeah. And I said, actually, no, I actually considered moving in here. When I said that to this couple, young married couple, you know what the thing is? The, the husband turned to the wife and said, we did good for ourselves. They just bought a house. Yeah. In Elsie's River. Mm. And I turned what we call Masonita. Yeah, mm. they 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 just bought one of those, right? And and I and the the husband turned to the wife and said, "We actually did good for ourselves." Sure. Yeah. I turned to them and said, "What made you think you guys did not do good?" Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so this this understanding and my theology yeah. has mm. often worked through my own personal. I said I said to my wife, "We will never ever leave the Cape Flats. Yeah. We will never ever. Our money will never leave the Cape Flats. Right. Yeah. Our bodies will never yeah. leave the Cape Flats. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, we, we stay in Rondebosch, but like we, that, yeah. we, have, we have intentionally yeah. thought about also write down, maybe write yeah. down names of people who stay in the communities yeah. Yeah. there and said, okay, prayerfully, how are we going to use our, what I call, access yeah. ministries? Yeah. To make help help those people have yeah. access to the things that we have. Access ministries yeah. are your material goods, mm. wealth, your 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 monies, yeah. Yeah. your resources, your own body. How do you yeah. how are we gonna use that stuff to yeah. be incarnational being in Mowbray, yeah. in being incarnational in Lavender Hill, being incarnational yeah. in, in where, where, wherever else? And we're thinking really intentionally, letting yeah. people That's constantly right. over, uh, letting people see what it's like. Uh, that is, you will not believe it. There's people who've never, never been. Yep. There's young kids who've never been to UCT before. Yeah. There's people who have never who stayed in Cape, who are staying in Cape Town for more than fifty years. Yeah. Who's never been to waterfront before. Yeah. 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 And these things are a reality. And how are we using our access ministries yeah. to to help them have access to these things, to open up a world yeah. to them, but also at the same time be intentionally gospel about discipleship mm. uh, in those processes. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think it's really helpful to that example you give because I think often the, the question we, we get when people come face to face with their privilege particularly white people come face to face with realizing these sides and they say yeah. what must we do but and proximity is so helpful in that yeah it's yeah. so helpful when you when it's not just from a theoretical thing. Yeah. You listen to a Yellow Mensa podcast. They were convicted. Now they want to do something. Yeah. Um, and say, actually, go spend time in the communities. Go hear the stories. Yep. Go listen to people. Find ways. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to move into Labyrinth yeah. Hill. If you do, great. Yeah. Do it well. Do it with yeah. others. There's a, there's a whole. There's a lot of good theory around that. But like, how do you support that? How do you lift uplift yeah. that? How do you say, well, these kids have never been to what? Did you say the waterfront? Yeah. I could take kids to the waterfront. Yeah. Now, how do I build relationships yeah. there? How do I not just be a once-off thing? How yeah. does it become where well, well, I'm getting to know people? Yeah. You see, because then you sort of say, what must I do? You see, your, your proximity to injustice, your yeah. proximity to poverty. And suddenly, it's not it's not poverty. Yeah. It's like, I know this person's name. It's Ashwin. Yeah. Mm. It's Mubani. It's like someone yeah. said, I don't know who says, you know, you say you care for the poor, name them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's yeah. what that's what incarnational what ministry is about. Yeah. And so often for me, it's like we're we're so we we don't get justice. We don't see the connection yeah. of justice in the gospel because we don't have a proximity to those people who have 
experienced injustice, yeah. who are still experiencing injustice, and, and particularly in the church. Yeah. These are my brothers and sisters. And, you know, then you want to say, what must I do about justice? I want to guess you're going to have some ideas yeah. from actually spending time with, with people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And when, you, when, you, when you're close enough to, to people uh, within these communities, you, you, you actually find that they're asking different questions, oh, questions to what, what people you. are asking. That's inside. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, so, um, and I mean, that's the benefit of being yeah. um, in close proximity, in proximity with people and doing life with them in that space. Is um and and especially living there long term, mm. um it's um you benefit from that in terms right. of your own sanctification and just um yeah um your own growth. But I mean, uh you you get to dream with people. Wow, you know, you get to dream with people and dream about a um a different future mm. for for communities. I feel like mm. when when God changes us vertically, it does change the way we relate. To um, uh, relate horizontally Absolutely. to people, but also to our community, yes. to our environment, yeah. and so what? So, yeah. so I think the thing that, that God's placed in our hearts is like, okay, so so what does so what does the good news look like within these tough neighborhoods? I mean, we we, we see education, uh, education, um, the, the schools being overcrowded, yeah. kids not able to concentrate within school, gangsterism, and all these other stuff. So, so how can we think? Um, and this maybe leads a bit to prophetic imagination. Right. So how can we, what, what can we dream with people, with people in this community, or what have they been dreaming about yes. already? Yeah. You know, and so and so, are they dreaming about um, their kids uh, finishing school? Are they dreaming about their kids? Yeah. Uh, and so, how can how can we join with the, the yeah. dance of God within That's that community? And uh, and yeah. think about creative ways that we that we can partner with, and um, so so starting yeah. literacy um, yes. programs, so so starting education hubs within communities, mm. um, creating different mm. spaces with people um, where uh, where they can hear the gospel, but they can see the gospel. gospel. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and creating families. This is weird. We we speak about like the church being a family. Yeah, I've <laughs> never ever seen a family hang out for our a week or yeah. an hour, uh, like an hour and a half. Man, if you're family, you're family. And so, so if we, so, so creating yeah. families within the space, you know, and, um, yeah. but that requires and, proximity. And that's a gift that I think poorer, marginalized communities can give to wealthier communities yeah. because yeah. there's big walls and gates and yeah. I mean, it's killing the people inside. They think yeah. they're keeping people out. They're yeah. actually keeping themselves in. Yeah. They're keeping yeah. themselves captured. And we, like, we, those of us come from privileged communities, we need, yeah. Poor people to to be yeah. evangelizing us in there, sure. if I can put it that way. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's loads we can learn from from, mm. from people in these communities. Yeah. yeah, John, I'm going to give you one final word. Sure. Um, and and maybe one piece of advice to somebody who's listening to this, particularly a white guy. To the white guy. So I'm just so struck always by this this reality with white people, and I kind of I mentioned at the beginning. I just want to reinforce it. It's like we have been trained. In white supremacy, I mean, you can listen to other podcasts. It's not a mistake. All of us have been affected by it. So when we come and think about our hearts are genuinely moved, as Grant said, to care for the poor, to reach out to forgotten communities, we we need to check our power. We need to interrogate our white supremacy in that because otherwise, with the best of intentions, we will come into, with our power, come into communities that are powerless they have been taught to defer to our power, so they will do that, yeah. and we will end up reinforcing cycles sure. of powerlessness. Wow. 
recognize where it is at, do the hard work, understand what your relationship with power is, what other people's relationship with power is. So when you yeah. come in, you're intentionally coming in as a learner. Yeah. You're yeah. intentionally coming in and saying, I am ignorant in this community. Like I said, a five-year-old knows more about this community than I do. Yeah. And so what, what do learners do? Well, they find teachers to teach them. Yeah. And who are the people who know about the community? It's the people who've lived there yeah. for 30 years, auntie so-and-so, yeah. and you learn, yeah. and you learn, and you resist other people giving you that power. Cause, yeah. Because marginalized communities have been taught to give you the power, and they're going to try to give it to you all yeah, the that's time. Right. That's yeah. going to be a dying to yourself. But actually, the gospel says when you die to that God complex, yeah. that apartheid is built in you, you're actually going to find life. Yeah. And you're going to find life in the most, in the most surprising mm. place. For me, um, one passage that comes to mind is this passage in Zechariah chapter 8, and where God is just saying that he has this zeal for Zion. He has the zeal for his people. He has the zeal for his church, and he's jealous for his church. And he wants to return and dwell in Jerusalem. That's um, chapter 8, verse 1 to, to 4. And, and, and when, when God says, I want to turn the city into a faithful city, mm. I want to make this a holy mountain again. Ch- chapter 8 verse 4, here's what God says, here's what he has in mind. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem. Each of them came in hand because of their age, meaning people will get actually old. Yeah. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. A colored person reading that. Yeah thinks about immediately they are not limiting that to the context of jerusalem yeah they're thinking about snap six o'clock we all have to be inside because things are going to go down right yeah and so for the church for us to think about if god is jealous for the for 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 the city for cape town this is a picture of god what god wants on the ground to be human and mm. have dignity back. People living in the image of God sure. in this space. Now, the church needs to come sure. alongside that and say to God, Please. Lord, what does this look like for me to be incarnational mm. and intentional about have, helping communities in the Cape Flats and in the, in the townships? And we have to understand when Jesus becomes mm. man and he steps into our world, he's not standing on the side making yeah. God known from, uh, from yeah. a hilltop. He's stepping into the or community he, from a pulpit. Yeah. He's stepping into Did the I community and he's asking hard questions mm. to prostitutes. He's asking hard questions to fishermen, to people living mm. in those areas and those communities. And he's trying to change and affect mm. the lives of people. Mm. And that cool. is what it means Preach for me it, to be incarnational. Mm. Mm. It's having a concern for the little boys and little girls playing in the streets and sure. old people actually getting old. Sure. Mm. Sure. And the Cape Flats, that's not happening at the moment. Yeah. And part of the reason is because the church is not moving in proximity towards mm. the people and loving wow. the people in those spaces and seeing structurally things changing yeah. with the gospel. Mm. Yeah. Grant, I'm going to give you the last word. The thought that, that kept coming in my head when you guys were speaking is that um, I think when we move and um, start doing things in, in Jesus' name, particularly um, from positions of privilege, uh, we have to guard ourselves from um, discipling. It's possible to, to disciple people into privilege. Boom! And so we we need to really be aware of wow um, when, we, when we're stepping in there. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I find so challenging mm. because like as um you get these uh one or two people mm. in these communities that start making it and you start discipling them sure. into this privilege right they end up just like 
not having any, they, they don't want to have anything to do with their communities. We just need to be aware that when, yeah. we, when we do move there and do do stuff mm-hmm. there, um, and, and mm. pursue uh, living uh, um, incarnationally, and we we need to guard against that. I, I just believe that as the church, we 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 are those representatives of the love yeah. of God. Sure. Um, and it's, and 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 um, as we we would do well to 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 hear the truth, but also to embody it. Sure. Um, and great. um. And um and to walk in humility. Um, no one's gonna do this perfectly. Um, no. no one. They, I don't think there's. Um, but yeah. but but just uh, in this process, we need to cling to the one that is perfect. Yeah. Um, the one who is righteous. Uh, the one who empowers us to live righteously. Amen. And so um and and um and so, and to work out what this thing is together. I mean, yeah. we 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 do need each other. We we need each other. Yes. Um, we need each other. And mm-hmm. I think the time for playing games is over. Ooh. Like yeah. This is like true. this is real life, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like people are dying, man. In Mitchell's yes. plane, I just saw a crazy stat, like from uh, the second of February to the twentieth of February, twenty-five people killed. Wow! In gang related gang gang related violence. People um, are getting old. Yeah, bro. Um, people are not in the streets. People are yeah. dying. This I mean, is, yeah, this, 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 this is this is real life. Look, if anything, the church should be at the forefront of exactly. this. Um, exactly. Uh, we we have we have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. So uh, let's go. Let's yeah. do this. Let's John do this. We got, do this. Work to do. we got work to do. Yeah. We got work yeah, to yeah, do. Thanks for reminding. Yeah. Grant, thank you so much for coming through and and just letting us know about your ministry and what the Lord is doing mm. in your ministry, but also what the Lord is doing and should be doing in the hearts of people as they hear and the gospel is being expounded yeah. and where we in areas we need to look at our theology, look at our practice, look at our lives and mm. just asking ourselves the hard questions of what does this mean for me sure. to, to follow this, this man, Jesus, mm. Mm. who is God. Amen. Um, guys, you can follow us uh, uh, on Twitter at Yella Mensa. We're about to sign out. So follow us uh, on Twitter at Yella Mensa. And don't forget, Yella Mensa is on both iTunes and Spotify. So go there and give us some likes, give us some ratings. Yeah. We don't, don't, be just, don't, don't be shy. shy. Don't be we shy. We need those ratings. Do not be shy. We are ratings gimbas. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, this audio was produced by Exilic Music. You can check them out at www.exilic.co.za. I'm your man signing out. See you guys. We got work to do.